0: Okay, this story. I have been a lover of true crime stories for years and years and years. And there's all sorts of like old historic cases that I've known about and been fascinated by. Mm -hmm. And somehow I had never heard this one. What? And then when I started reading it, I was just like, how have I never heard of this one? (laughs) It's a murder story. And at the time that it happened, which was back in the 20s, it was huge. Okay. Huge. Huge. This is... I don't, ever want to, I don't ever want to quote him again. No, I know. Like, make, <laughs> Okay, this is the Witches, Magic, Murder, and Mystery podcast. I'm Kara. I'm Megan. Hello. Hello. Okay, so happy Friday. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm so glad. Oh my gosh. Let's see, when is this episode coming out? Because I wonder if... I feel like three months from now sounds appropriate. <laughs> so this episode is coming out. I have already left for vacation. So I'm speaking to you it's from, from the past. To you. <laughs> past. Yes, Megan. So that means that you after this week, you're going to start hearing some episodes that are recorded remotely. So well, listen, the audio is what it is, okay, just love us anyways. Um, I have a family vacation planned, and then my brother has decided that he just wants to up and go, and my dad and myself should all go on vacation together. And my mom is going to try to go, but she may not be able to. But I think this will be a blast just to hang with my brother and my dad and my mom, just like when I was a kid. Please, I think take be really touristy photos, photos with fanny packs. On. For sure, for sure. I'll and tall white socks. Pretend to be eighties, Megan. Yeah, the long jean shorts with the belt <laughs> and the tucked in. I mean, t-shirt. most of those things are coming back in. It really is. Sophie now. was wearing something the other day, and I was like, Oh my gosh! I'm like I wore that outfit when I was your age. Yeah, well, this is weird. All right, so let's get into this. Crazy murder story, historical murder. murder, and the trials. Crazy. There's so many things about it. Okay. okay. All right. So if you're on the Patreon, mm-hmm. you heard Kara cover the kidnapping of the Lindbergh baby yes. last month. So that case was hugely covered by the media right. with nationwide press coverage. Prior to the Lindbergh kidnapping, the only case to come close to that kind of ma- major media coverage in the United States was the Hall Mills murder case. Okay. So, so like two last names. Uh-huh. Okay. 41-year-old Edward Hall was the priest at St. John the Evangelist Episcopal Church in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Jersey. He had grown up in Brooklyn and moved to New Jersey after completing his degree in theology. And he'd been married to Francis Stevens for about 11 years at the time of this story. Francis was seven years older than him and the daughter of one of New Brunswick's most prominent families. One of the articles I read said it was no secret that the minister had married for money. Oh, the thing is is I'm not sure if that happened. Like did they have that opinion before the murders? <laughs> right, yet? exactly. So, 34-year-old year-old Eleanor <laughs> Mills attended Edward's Church. Okay. He she sang in the choir there, and her husband James was the sexton at the church, which I think means like caretaker or janitor. Okay. Um, And they had two children. So apparently, it wasn't a very well-kept secret that Edward and Eleanor were having an affair. Okay. They apparently had been having an affair for years. Their relationship had been long gossiped about among other members of the church Mm. congregation. But nothing was really confirmed until the morning of September 16th, 1922. Okay. 23-year-old Raymond Schneider and his... Schneider. ...15-year-old girlfriend... Mm -hmm. yikes pearl discovered the bodies of edward and eleanor posed beneath a crab apple tree on a little dirt road known as a lover's lane in new brunswick the bodies were laid on their backs edward was dressed in a dark gray suit a white shirt a white tie with his panama hat placed over his face okay eleanor was next to him Wearing a blue dress with red polka dots, black stockings, and brown shoes. Okay. Her legs are crossed. Her left hand is on Edward's knee. His arm is like outstretched and she's kind of laying on his arm. Okay. The hem of her dress was pulled down as far as it would go. And a brown scarf lay across her throat. You can see crime scene photos if you Google it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple that seem to be like a remake, like a dramatization of them. The real ones will be the ones that have the Panama hat. Over the over guy's face. face. Okay. They were posed to look like they're just laying under the tree taking. Enjoying a nap. the Yeah. Yeah. It was obvious to Raven and Pearl that Edward and Eleanor were dead. Okay. They ran to the nearest home and phoned the police and officers arrived quickly. It took no time to identify Edward. His business card was there, propped up against his shoe. Huh? So they whoever did this wanted him wanted to, be to it right to be him. known. Okay. And if that wasn't enough, there were love letters torn up and scattered on the ground around the dead couple.
1: What?
0: Mm-hmm. So, in one, Eleanor had written, I have the greatest of all blessings, a noble man's deep, true, eternal love. How impatient I am. I want to look up into your dear face for hours as you touch my body close. Oh. Mhm. I'm just going to read one more excerpt. Oh, okay? okay. Edward had written, Darling Wonderheart, <gasps> she's a <care> bear <laughs> now. Sorry, Edward, but come on, Wonderheart. I <laughs> care, Bear. I just want to crush you for a two hours. Crush you? Mm-hmm. I want to see you Friday night alone by our road where we can let out, unrestrained, that universe of joy and happiness we call ours. Huh. I don't know. I guess... Oh. i think in the 1920s people just spoke more flowery in general than we do now yeah i mean this is best way better than like <laughs> like a you up text or yeah exactly so, i don't know but there are other but it's, i want to crush you for two hours yeah i don't i get it but i also don't get it right he's yeah. gonna be on top of her for two hours right it's oddly specific amount of time too. You could have just said hours. I just or would. I just want to crush you. Right. If, I, if I say I just want to crush you, that sounds like a threat. Right. Don't tell me how long it's gonna be because that's also a threat. <laughs> wow. Two <laughs> hours. I got so many grocery room. lists I've made. <laughs> okay. There are other intimate details in the letters, more that we would make jokes about, but I just don't want to. Like I just feel like I know that what they were right. doing was wrong. Right. But they were brutally murdered. Right, I'll get just to tased. those details in a minute. And I just feel sorry for them. Right. So if you want to know more about what's in the letters, you can Google it. Even in the sources in my show notes here, they had a lot more excerpts. But you can also just Google Hall Mills murder love letters and you'll, you'll find a lot okay. of it. It's a lot of that. It's a lot that you're like, I mean, I was a little bit like impressed by how, I don't know dirty they were and right. not, they're not very dirty right, right. but 1920 standards it's like oh my wow <laughs> yeah okay so mm-hmm. you put this out there that is hot okay <sighs> like i mentioned edward and eleanor had been posed to appear like they were resting peacefully but autopsies revealed the va- violent nature of oh geez so from the outside it didn't look like anything that had happened to them I guess until you got close. And okay. that is the other thing. Okay. They just saw them. Yes. Okay. In the crime scene photos that I saw, you don't get a big up close. It's more that you're looking at it and you know, like, well, oh, yeah. this is them. Mm. Like, this is awful. Yeah. Okay. So Edward had died from a single bullet to the head fired at point blank range into his right temple. Oh my
1: God. Okay.
0: He had some abrasions and marks on his knuckles that made it look like he had been fighting for his okay. life at the time. Eleanor had been shot three times in the head, Oh! once about two inches above her nose, once through the right cheek, and the last one through her right temple. Oh, my gosh. Eleanor's throat had also been cut, completely severing her jugular vein, windpipe, esophagus, and neck muscles. The article said her backbone could easily be seen, and her tongue and larynx had been cut out. Oh, my God. That's brutal. Right. Ugh. So, let's just keep in mind, number one, Eleanor got a lot more yeah. violence and mutilation. And we'll come back to that. So, they could tell from the insect activity that the deaths had occurred at least 24 hours before the bodies Could were they discovered. tell who died first? No. Okay. If they could, they didn't mention it here. Right. The crime scene was compromised pretty quickly. There was, like, a whole jurisdictional thing where the murder happened on the border of two counties. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're like, we don't know who's in charge. And while they're sorting that out, people heard about the murders and came out and just like oh. walked all over the crime scene, took souvenirs. I was going to say they probably were taken. Passed Edward's business card around and just generally not oh physical evidence. They said the media went so crazy over this story that the scene where the bodies were found became a major tourist attraction. It's like Pearl Bryan's said. Yes. Um, on weekends, they said the crime scene became a virtual carnival. Oh my God. Vendors were selling popcorn, what? Peanuts, soft drinks, balloons. <gasps> balloons. Huh? I mean, Eleanor had children. Right. And they were like, the morbidly curious arrived at the rate of a thousand cars a day. Oh my gosh. Within a few weeks, the crab apple tree had been completely stripped of every branch and bit of bark by ghoulish souvenir hunters. What? While one enterprising individual peddled samples of the dirt surrounding the tree for 25 cents a bag. What? I just don't understand. Like, here's this. My great, great, great grandma had this piece of bark from a tree where these from people From a tree died. where these people died. They, I mean, it just was all over the news. And so she just wanted to pass it like, down to cares? us. Why do you want a piece of tree? Why? Why do you want dirt? I just don't.
1: Understand.
0: <sighs> to me, the fact that Edward got one single shot to the side of his head, but Eleanor had... Multiple shots, right. like he disfigured her face, right, she was cut out her tongue. Right. It seems like they had a particular vendetta against right. her. Right. That's why I asked if sh- if we knew who died first, because maybe she did and he was, like, fighting for her. And he had to watch, Yeah, plane. exactly. Edward's wife, Frances Stevens, became a suspect pretty quickly, right. obviously. She had brothers, one of whom was known as being an excellent shot. Oh, amazing. As well as a cousin who could have all been involved. But the investigation didn't really go anywhere until a woman named Jane Gibson, who would become known as the pig woman, because she was a hog farmer. Like, just call her her freaking name. But all the all the headlines are like, pig woman. It makes her sound like she's she looks a, like a pig. Right.
1: Why do you... She's a
0: farmer. Or a pig farmer. Farm. Call yeah. her farmer. The farmer lady. Or Jane Gibson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why do you have to be a like pig woman? Can we just use her name? <sighs> she came forward saying... She would heard a noise the night of September 14th, and she saw someone in her field. She jumps on the mule and rode after the person, and she comes upon a parked car. There, she overheard an argument between two men and two women, and one of those women had white hair, like Francis Stevens. Oh. According to Gibson, a woman's voice yelled, Explain these letters! And this was followed by gunshots, shrieks, <laughs> and a woman screaming, Henry! Oh. This scared Miss Gibson, and she quickly returned home. Oh. So police did their investigation, and a grand jury was finally convened in November. They listened to evidence for five days, and they declined to indict anyone. What? At that point, Francis set sail for Europe. Of course. And that's where it all might have ended. Until. Oh, there's an until. Okay. Okay. A petition falls into the hands of Philip Payne, who is the editor for the New York Daily Mirror. This petition had been filed by a nan, had been filed by a man named Arthur Real, sure. Mm-hmm. And it was a petition for an annulment from his wife, Louise Geist. Oh. Okay. Arthur was seeking an annulment because his wife had told him a secret and he was so disgusted by it that he just wanted the marriage to be over. Oh. Louise Geist had once been a maid in Edward and Francis's home. Okay. And when she worked there, she had learned <sighs> that Edward was planning to elope with Eleanor and that Frances had taken off after the minister with her brothers and her cousin on the night that Edward and Eleanor were murdered. Louise had been paid $5,000 to keep quiet. Mm. So basically, she was just being paid to keep their whereabouts secret. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, remember, this case had been a media sensation four years earlier. Yeah. And now Philip Payne has brand new evidence and he sees it as a way... To send the Daily Mirror right to the top of the tabloids. Ooh. So the Daily Mirror had only... It was only two years old at this time. So but it wasn't right. even around So he was when like, the original murder. Something. Yeah. It's not so much about solving the crime. As right. It's about, you know... Yeah. Getting those numbers up. They want to have a scoop like this because it'll really get some attention for the paper. Yeah. Because remember, the news is a business. Because that algorithm... <laughs> the media wants you to give them money. Right. So they tell the stories. They get the money. Uh-huh. And sometimes they tell the stories in a way... That is going to make you give them your money by reading it and talking Mm -hmm. about it and clicking on it. (laughs) PSA. Yep. (laughs) The front page headline of the Daily Mirror on July 17th, 1926 read, Real facts of the mystery to be bared by mirror. And suddenly the Hall Mills murders were all over the news again. Fun. Throughout the following days, there were more headlines. Hall's bribery revealed. Mrs. Hall's spies held town in terror. How hidden hand balked Hall murder justice. I'm really glad that headlines aren't like this. You know. I was going to say, huh? Some of them, like that last one's like hard for me to even. Yeah. Finish. Like what? Why is it so long? <laughs> good. Who no, came up with this? <laughs> Kara, yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my haircut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T Y using the code WMM30. So that's just two M. So you guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Summer is the season of hot temperatures, outdoor adventures, and refreshing water activities. Summer is also the season of rough on your feet causing dry, cracked heels and toes. Introducing Babyfoot, the original exfoliation foot peel that contains 16 natural extracts formulated to remove dead skin cells in three easy steps. Apply the booties, relax for an hour, then wash your feet. In 14 days, you've got baby smooth skin and your feet have never been softer. Letting dead skin cells build up over time is hazardous to your foot health. Our professional-grade DIY products, like our original exfoliation foot peel, our men's foot peel, or our moisturizing mask, are some of the best foot care products on the market created with your foot health in mind. Pamper yourself with a spa day from the comfort and convenience of your own home with Babyfoot. If you want a chemical-free, easy-to-use exfoliating process from the company that created the original foot peel, it's time to treat yourself to Babyfoot. Go to babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24 and get 20% off your first order with Babyfoot. That's babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24.
0: The renewed attention in the case did indeed increase the Daily Mirror circulation. So, of congratulations, Philippine. Mm-hmm. And it also led the governor, it basically forced the governor to reopen right. the investigation. Which is what happens a lot of times now. Mm-hmm. On January 28, 1926, Francis Stevens Hall, her brothers Willie and Henry, mm-hmm. and her cousin Henry Carpenter were all arrested for the murders of Edward Hall and Eleanor Mills. Okay. This trial. Okay. When the trial began on November 3rd, 1926, the media called it the trial of the century. Oh. And you might think, remember how I said at the beginning that... It was all for money? Yeah. Well, Francis belonged to this, like, wealthy family. Right. And so they're all kind of, like, had this high social status. All the defendants do. Um, her cousin, Henry Carpenter, like, that was a really prominent name. They said they even think that she was related to, like, the Johnsons of Johnson & Johnson. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Money. So I'm sure that's all part of it. But right. like, wait till I tell you some of the things that happened in this trial. Okay. The prosecution star witness was Jane Gibson, the pig lady, remember? Uh-huh. Oh, sweet little Jane. Okay. So at this point, it's four years later, she's very sick with cancer. Uh-huh. But the prosecutor was like, You have to testify. You're all I've got. She's the eyewitness, right? She's really the only oh, one no. that can connect uh, those, all those dots. Okay. To the place because of the white yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. By the way, for this trial, Henry, the cousin, uh, Henry Carpenter, he'd actually asked to be tried separately from Francis and her brothers. So he's not on trial at this time. He's oh. scheduled later. So this trial, I'm only talking so about Francis and her two brothers. you can just ask to be tried differently. Apparently. Okay. So Jane Gibson's testimony is one of the more sensational parts of this trial. She's dying of cancer. Right. She's carried into the courtroom on a stretcher. Placed on an iron hospital bed facing the jury box with a doctor and two nurses by her side so she can testify. What? I kept the picture just so you could see it. <gasps> I'm going to put it on our Instagram. Look at that. She's lying there. She's not even sitting up. She's in a hospital gown in a hospital bed. Lying there in the middle of all these people, I guess there was no way to do any kind of video Mm -hmm. or remote testimony, right? So they had to wheel, literally wheel her in. Also, hospital beds were a lot bigger back then. This picture is insane. Every time I look at it, I'm just like, it it literally looks like we are in. They're all just standing around her. She looks the capital like she's dying of cancer. Yeah, people, and just her in the middle of them. Okay. Wow. So this poor woman is dying of cancer. She's She's... laying there in the courtroom. She testifies that she and her son lived in an old barn that had been converted into a living space. So she's like the original hipster. Uh And her dog started barking around 9 p.m. She goes outside, sees the man in her cornfield, hops on her mule to go toward him. And that's when she sees four people standing near a crab apple tree. She heard gunshots and a figure fell to the ground. A woman screamed, don't three times. So if we believe her version of events, it would seem that he was killed first. He was killed first. And right. That woman screaming don't would have to be yeah. Eleanor. At that point, uh, Jane turns her mule around to get out of there. And she looks back when she hears more more gunshots and she sees a second figure fall to the ground. She also testifies that she heard a woman shout, Henry. I okay. Remember, Henry is the name yeah. of one of Francis's yes. brothers. It's also the name of the cousin. My theory is that they... I I don't know this, but I I feel like the cousin, they may think, had more peripheral involvement, and that's why he was able to be tried separately, Uh, but I'm not sure. The defense portrayed Jane Gibson as uneducated and crazy, and it didn't help that, like, her account of what happened that night varied as well. Well, she's sick. Yeah, she told certain details to the police, certain details to the newspaper, and now certain details Mm -hmm. on trial. On top of all of that, Jane's own mother... Sat in the front row of the gallery in the courtroom, wringing her hands and muttering, she's a liar, she's a liar, she's a liar, <gasps> the whole time that Jane was testifying. What? what? She's a liar, she's a liar, she's a liar. Like, if I wrote that in the book, huh? my editor would be like, Megan, stop being ridiculous <laughs> too <Yeah>. much. <laughs> and that's just one wild event what? during this 23-day trial. Right. So everybody heard mom. Right. So it didn't help. <sighs> Remember the love letters that were scattered around the body? Mm -hmm. The court clerk had to read them aloud. Mm. And of course, excerpts from the letters were splashed all across the newspapers, which is how you can read them. Of course, Eleanor and Edward had been involved in an incredibly passionate affair. Through the letters, we learned Edward and Eleanor compared their romance to prayer, Mm. and they exchanged notes. Now, hang on a second, because I got to find, I just remembered that I pulled up this thing. When I was researching this case, I honestly didn't see a whole lot about... It all focuses on Francis. Right. And, you know, Eleanor was also married. Yeah. This newspaper article says falsehood found in murder probe. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is because when they went to question Francis, but also when they questioned James, who was Eleanor's husband, Mm -hmm. their stories contradicted. This is from October 5th. There were indications that. The murderer of Edward and Eleanor would mm-hmm. be soon be under arrest, possibly within 48 hours. So they're they're putting out this article before anyone's even been arrested. Okay, and they didn't know who, but they okay. heard to be somebody. Okay, but the prosecutor said witnesses so far have been untruthful, and certain stories coming from the Hall and Mills homes are fabrications of lies. It said that James Mill's husband of the singer, which was mm-hmm. Eleanor, right today, contradicted a statement attributed to him that he had only seen Mrs. Hall, which is Frances right. Edward's wife, once on the day after the murder, and now claims to have seen her four times. Mm. He was visibly annoyed by the receipt today of an anonymous warning to tell all. So this is the only thing I saw that gave any sort of hint that there might be some sort of connection between. James and Francis. Like, did he know? And what did he know? Right, exactly. And then it also talked about, this is what reminded me about it when I was telling you the story. So one of these articles said that they passed notes back and forth through a hymnal. Right. But this newspaper article, that's not what it says. Okay. It says that they figured out... You mean the media changing information? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? I believe this because this is, like, from when it happened. Right, right? exactly. So it says, Authorities investigating the double murder today claim to have discovered the secret post office used by the couple in exchanging love notes. Mm -hmm. It was an old packing box in the cellar of the church of St. John the Evangelist. Oh, The cellar is little used. And two weeks ago, James W. Mills, who, remember, he was the sexton of the church Mm -hmm. and he's Eleanor's husband, Mm -hmm. claimed to have the only key to it. And he said he went there only to tend the furnace. There's a trap door to the left of the altar that opens into the cellar, but there are no stairs. And the only entrance is from the outside through a door below the window of the pastor's study. Mm. So, again, if James is the only one with the key, I just wonder. Did he run and tell Francis? Right. Did he find them? Yeah, and show them to her. And she had them in her possession because how would she have gotten them if they were in church? Right. It's interesting. Even if he did see her once that day, it was to pass off those letters. Maybe. Well, this was after the murder. Oh, yeah, yeah. But still, he could have met with her to talk about what happened. Yeah, exactly. And maybe he didn't know about it before it happened. Maybe he didn't know until after. Either way, it's really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So, in these notes, in the public reading during the trial, this is also where we learn that it was Eleanor's singing. That had initially entranced the minister. Okay, it's like when we sing to all of you all, and you just and you just instantly follow. That's line. why you can't stop listening to us because you just keep hoping that we're gonna sing something. I have to read this part because oh God. I can't leave it out. I was going to leave it out because you know how earlier I was like, I don't want to like, yeah, 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 laugh too hard. But this right. is okay. I'm gonna read this directly from one of the articles, and all the sources are in my show notes as Amazing. always. And they got all this from the letters, okay? When Reverend Hall wrote sermons in his study at St. John the Evangelist in New Brunswick, he could hear the soprano's voice drifting above the others into the rafters. There was some, quote, something divine about about the way she sang hymns, he thought. As she climbed octaves, the Holy Spirit came over him, and then the words poured from his pen. Did that article do that on purpose? And it's just like, what's climbing and what's pouring. That's got to be on purpose. There's no way they did that by accident, right? Come on. <sighs> I mean, if not, it's just like one, that's what she said after another. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So knowing that he fell in love with her after hearing her sing makes it even more awful that Eleanor's mother <gasps> had slashed her throat and removed oh, her tongue and her oh, larynx after death. Don't you think? Like, what? it seems like there yes, has to yeah. be some kind of connection there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The prosecution's case stated that Frances had instigated the murder and that her brother Henry had fired the actual shots. Okay. Henry testified that he'd been fishing miles away at the time of the murder. Of course. He and is. there were three witnesses who corroborated his testimony. Okay. The other brother, Willie, owned a thirty-two caliber pistol like the one used in the murder. So the prosecutor said he provided the weapon and his fingerprint was also found on Edward's business card. They've been left the scene. But remember how that was passed around? Right, exactly. They can't even hardly depend much on that. The jury deliberated for five hours before finding the defendants not guilty. Huh? Mm. Henry Carpenter, the cousin who was supposed to go on trial later, never goes to trial. Because they were like, meh, they're not guilty. It's fine. Francis Hall sued the Daily Mirror for defamation, and this was settled out of court. Of course. The thing about the Daily Mirror's coverage is so you know i told you this was like a media sensation right exactly the new york times covered it and they typically didn't cover that kind of thing at least not at that time right the extent that this was they apparently had four reporters who were just like in the courtroom full-time every day but they gave a more balanced representation of the trial whereas the daily mirror really was like all out saying like francis yes yeah so one of the articles i read an article in contingent magazine by audrey farley Made some really interesting points about how this murder and trial took place in an interesting religious context. I mean, obviously, it's a minister having an affair with a choir singer. right? But more than that, in the 20s, there were all these theological debates going on about fundamentalism versus modernism in American Protestantism. It's a lot of isms. Isms. That's what I was going to say. Huh. Basically, the fundamentalists felt like America's falling apart Mm -hmm. due to immigration. Mm Mm-hmm anti-capitalist sentiment it's the 20s what else would you think and women's rejection of victorian prudishness among other things and the only way to save america was to uphold the fundamentals of faith Mm -hmm. on the other side modernists were more optimistic about where america was heading they talked about immigration reforms access to birth control women's voting rights and divorce law Mm -hmm. this was the 1920s 20s yeah it's like we just haven't stopped fighting over the same things. No, it's we're constantly in the 20s. And we solve problems by solving the wrong problems. Exactly. It's exhausting. Yeah, it really is. Here's the thing I read in this article that I didn't read anywhere else. We know from their love letters and other evidence from the trial that Edward and Eleanor had obviously been paying attention to the theological debates going on at the time. Okay. On the day that she died, Eleanor had placed an editorial in Edward's desk in which Minister Percy Stickney Grant, here's a direct quote. He argued that the Episcopal Church should revise its rule prohibiting divorce except in cases of infidelity. Grant reasoned that a marriage's sacredness did not come from a priest but from those involved. A union was blessed by their feeling and behavior. Hence, a marriage without two truly committed souls did not honor the Lord, and there was no reason for it to continue. Hmm. This rationale surely appealed to the lovers who had not shared a bedroom with their respective spouses for years. Mill's daughter reported that her parents had a loveless marriage and that her father verbally abused Mm. her mother. And local reporters observed that Mrs. Hall spent most of her time with a lady companion with whom she later moved to Europe. Mm. Basically, the Hall-Mills murders just became another topic in this big theological debate. of course. It was like a national media sensation. And Americans were fairly divided on what outcome they even wanted to see, but mm-hmm. like suddenly, for the fundamentalists, they were like, "Look, yeah. they had an affair, so they deserve right. what happened to them." Right? Exactly. So, do you take a more fundamentalist approach and say the only people to blame here are Edward and Eleanor because they'd engaged in sinful behavior, made even worse by the fact that right. Edward was a minister? Right. <laughs> so, um, we know from their letters that Edward and Eleanor seem to think that their love glorified god rather than turned him away from them Mm -hmm. and the fundamentalist view was that sex was for reproduction
1: of course and that's the only reason we should do it Mm.
0: otherwise the whole thing is pretty shameful right you shouldn't feel good about it at (laughs) all on the other side modernists are more like what matters most here is christ's love here's another quote from that article there are many who believe that redemption is only possible for those who strictly obey biblical law and many who believe Quite contrarily, that redemption is possible for all who embrace Christ's persona of love. You're about to get a Megan rant. (laughs) I love it. I can't wait. Uh, I think I've talked before about how my own complicated feelings about organized religion, Uh but I don't have complicated feelings about God. Right. There are people, I think because of the title of this podcast or the nature of this podcast or just interactions with me, they don't get like I do believe in God. Right. Um, I think humans are the problem because humans use God against each other. Oh, they recognize sure. yeah. him in a way that is ridiculous. Yeah. They use what's supposed to be like the most incredibly loving being in existence to divide us and gain mm-hmm. power over each other, which is like so not the point. Exactly. Sometimes, particularly over the last few years, <laughs> I have to remind myself that the God we hear about most on the news, that's the God that people create to like just cover up their own issues right they pull them out of their pocket and they tap his name whenever they want to place themselves above other people right but their god is not my god yeah and the things they do in the name of their god can't make me doubt mine so with whatever is happening in the world Mm -hmm. Mm
1: in the news
0: exactly that's something that i think about all the time you know it pops in my head all the time because there will be times when i will be so frustrated and i'll be angry. With Christians, when I also identify as a Christian. And then I have to think, but these aren't. Right. These aren't my people. Yeah. You know, anyway. These are people that are just using a name to. Yeah. They're not. This isn't what God would want. Mm -hmm. God doesn't want to be weaponized. That is not what it's about. And if you're a Christian who just loves pulling out your Bible so you can point out what everybody else is doing wrong, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Exactly. And you are doing nothing to help anybody. Right. Okay, so anyway, if religious stuff interests you too, I highly recommend that article, and there's a link to it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Okay, the murders of Edward Hall and Eleanor Mills remain officially unsolved. That's so wild to me. I know. I mean, in my opinion, the defendants in the trial got away with murder. Right. In my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I think the fact that they had such high social standing and connection to other prominent families. For sure. Just made it really difficult for a jury to convict them. Yeah. Because we have this thing about how like we have a hard time thinking fancy people. Can commit murder. I mean, how in the world did OJ Simpson go free? Right. I was really right. just about to say that. Yeah. And so I think that couldn't have hurt anything. Yeah. So yeah. Hall Mills murders. Damn. Can you believe I've never heard of, it. Have you no. heard of it? No. I've never heard of that. The pig lady testimony is still the thing. I cannot her. believe like they literally had her in a hospital bed in the middle of the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And it was such a salacious story. Like it's not hard to see why it was a media sensation. Yeah. But it's like okay that's it that's the story thank you guys for listening we love you so much if you all have any stories you want to send in please do you can find all the info for how to do that in the show notes yep anything else you want to say i don't think so no okay we love you so much goodbye goodbye